Are you sexually active? No. Yeah. Yes. In this room, there are no judgments made. I just want to be checked out. You know, make sure that there are no adaptations or anything. The horror movie that mixes revenge, a little bit of comedy, and some urban legends all into one. Teeth is a film with a real bite. Oh, my first reaction was totally freaked out. I was like, I'm not prepared for this. Yeah. And then, um, and then it started to make me laugh, and I realized it was sort of a superhero's journey. Well, it's a girl with an anatomical uniqueness. She's part of an abstinence group, so she stays uh, uneducated about her body for as long as possible. Mm -hmm. And then um, she slowly discovers her special talent and then has to learn how to use it for good. She, you know, uses the teeth in her vagina. Vagina dentata was coined by Freud as castration anxiety. I think there might be something weird going on inside. Welcome to Speak All Evil, the podcast you were warned about. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Speak All Evil Pod and give us a shout and let us know what you think about these movies. If you have any recommendations, please let us know. Next week, we're going to be talking about the brand new Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which Ooh. will be on Netflix by the time you hear this. We're also going to talk about one of the bigger horror releases from 2021 that we didn't get to called Malignant from James Wan. Malignant is on HBO Max. This week, it's Cat's turn. I'm not, I'm not going to say dick torture over and over again. Like I, I already said it last week. If that's what you want to call your week, Cat's mm -hmm. dick torture week. I don't know if I called it that. You called you it did. that. You did. Did I? I think that was your name. 100%. Yeah. I, can, I can pull up the text. Cat <laughs> um, uh, curated a couple movies for us this week, yeah. uh, beginning with uh, a film from 2005 called Hard Candy. Uh, yes, this is a film directed by David Slade. This film focuses on Haley, a precocious teenager who goes to a coffee shop to meet Jeff, a much older photographer, who she met and has been chatting with on the internet. Jeff thinks he's in for a real treat, but Haley plays a trick on him. After drugging him and tying him down, Haley reveals that she knows that Jeff preys on teenage girls, and she has quite the plan to wring a confession out of him. <laughs> this was a fun watch. Just kidding. This was not a fun watch at all. I wouldn't say it was as much fun as it was a bummer with some yes, get him and good for her moments peppered in that I appreciated. For me, it was uh, harder to watch the intro scenes um, of this 14 year old flirting with a grown ass man and having said uh, flirtation reciprocated than to watch the actual quote unquote torture parts of the movie maybe that's because i don't have any balls that could possibly cut off but i wish there was more gore i wish there was mm. more torture done to this pedophile the dick yeah. actually was not tortured it was pretty movie. light on the torture it was a uh, a jk lol torture i guess you could say it um but i i just wanted more to be done to this shitty pedophile 
Um, but I guess you can't always get what you want when it comes to horror movies all the time. Or dick. Or dick. Oh, so true, Trent. True words have never been spoken from Trent Gay. So while I wouldn't say this is my favorite movie to watch, I do think it's an important representation of actual child predators. They prey on the ones that are, quote unquote, so mature for their age and the ones who are asking for it uh, by, ask, by acting promiscuous. That's um, never their fault. Blah, 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 blah. Fuck those dudes. They're everywhere. As a young teen who was experiencing the internet for the first time right when it came out i was like right in that weird millennial age of not experiencing any technology until my teenage years and then it was kind of all just like flooded at you and you're like oh what's this a chat room oh what's this blah blah blah. a lot of weird shit myspace a lot of weird shit um really weird dudes who are way older than me messaging me and like trying to meet up and like getting my phone number and then like just to do a podcast with us, <laughs> like chill out. <laughs> anyway, um, they're everywhere, as you can see from this podcast. Um, but yeah, it's. I just, I really just want these all these men that have ever done this to an underage woman to get their balls cut off for real. That's fair. Uh, I love these two movies that we're talking about, Hard Candy, and then and then we'll get to Teeth. Because I have very distinct, I'm dating myself, but I have very distinct memories. I've never seen either of these movies since the first time I watched them. And both of them came to my house in Netflix uh, sleeves. They were mailed to my home. And I can literally remember taking, remember like the white sleeves the DVDs came in? It had like the black text, hard candy and teeth. (laughs) But this is a great one. I think I'm going to be in the minority tonight where this is going to be my favorite of the two flicks. I'm a huge fan of David Slade. We've talked about him a bunch on the show. We did 30 Days of Night. I love the the you know the substance of the movie aside, the way that it's filmed, the colors that are used, the very simple setting we talk a lot about, you know, single setting movies and very small cast. There's <clears throat> two people in this movie other than five seconds of Sandra O. And it's literally driven by direction, by sound design and color. And then obviously, is it Elliot Page? I think they were playing. Elliot Page. It's Elliot Page. Yeah. And then Patrick Wilson uh, as Jeff, the the two creeps. Um, Their performances are astounding. There's only nine minutes of music in this entire film. Otherwise, everything is dialogue and all the rest of the sound design is breathing and house creaking and things like that. And it's just like you don't think that you would sit through a movie and that would be all that entertaining. But again, the suspense, uh, the overall, like, I guess, mystery of they do a good job of making you wonder who's the bad guy. And is there a point in this movie where mm-hmm. you have two antagonists? Sure. And I, I don't want. I mean that. I don't want that to get into like some controversial state. But they do sort of like blur that line. And this is like mm-hmm. the height of like torture porn and everything too. So you know the fact that like they went with some of the more subtle off-screen choices, and they did sort of start to blur the line. I do want to point out this movie was you know written with Brian Nelson and David Slade. Both movies that are very, I think, 
feminist films in a sense were both written by men that we're talking about tonight so that that's interesting but for me i can't believe that i never watched this movie after i saw it the first time well there's a scene on right now that may be reminding me why i never revisited it uh but this is great this is like tarantino-esque dialogue and uh just great like i said direction uh good suspense great acting um, I, I love this one. I, 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 I like it better than the next one we'll talk about. Well, Hard Candy is actually my favorite of the week as well. So you are not okay. alone. Great. Um, I am also with you on that one. Uh, this is like Dateline. This is it's to catch a predator. Is <laughs> yeah, what this exactly. is. Chris Hansen. Yeah. Like you're waiting for Chris Hansen to show Watch up. Take yes. a seat. Watch and, a seat. You know, I really appreciate Cat uh, Curating Week where we uh, wieners get their due diligence. I appreciate that. Um, and what you brought up, Kevin, about uh, the question of the antagonist, I think is a is a great commentary uh, that this movie provides because it makes you question like, you know, hundreds of years of excuses made for middle aged men, um, like even subconsciously in film. Uh, and it like walks the line where you're kind of being like, well, he hasn't really done anything yet. And then as the movie goes along, that is revealed who the antagonist is. But um, it's weird because the whole movie, you are like questioning, like, is this, uh, you know, like, a is she not educated? Is she not? Is she too young? Does she not know what she's talking about? Or is he actually uh, a predator? And, you know, with the whole, like, photography thing, he has lots of disclaimers and uh, lots of, like, gray areas. And I think a lot of, you know, like, these pedophiles and stuff, they, they live under that guise of mm-hmm. um, that, that safety of, like, some sort of occupation. And, you know, photographers probably a big one. But um, I love this movie. We talked about 30 Days of Night, which is uh, David Slade's other movie um, that we've covered and I like this way better. I like the dialogue-driven uh, movie with just two characters. And it's hard to pull off. And I thought they pulled it off 100%. Um, and uh, this is a, it's a, great, it's a great lesson about uh, the internet. And I think that ultimately this movie is about the internet. If I can just clarify, I'm very clear on who the antagonist is. I was more... <laughs> Pointing to the That's fact, not what you said. I was well, yeah, more pointing to the fact that like the movie said. is trying to like blur the line. They're and trying to okay. manipulate. Yeah, that, they're trying that, to manipulate. That's part of what the movie does. It's okay yeah. that you said that. I you won't be canceled for saying. I wasn't that. falling for that. <laughs> I just want to be very, very that's, clear. That's one of the tricks that the movie plays. I think, and that's one of the things that's interesting about it. Um, I like this one fine. I I feel like it's a little dated now, and I, I liked it more the first time I saw this. Right when it came out. The cinematography kind of turns me off a little bit like that. It's got that kind of like weird, like choppy edit style, a little bit music video. Um, I think that it's a little bit blunted now. Again, I feel like it kind of blew your mind in 2005, but now um, definitely big time um, Nightline. Dateline. Dateline. Big time Dateline vibes on this right away. I was like, oh, here we go. This is like one of those stings where uh, it's not going to go well for the uh, for the perp. This reminded me actually more of a kind of like subgenre of indie movies that was around during this time, even more than the torture porn, like an even smaller version of that 
these like captive movies like Swimming with Sharks. Remember that with yep. Kevin Spacey, yep. um, Suicide Kings with Christopher Walken, yep. even stuff like Deceiver with Tim Roth. There were these oh, these movies that was like they were all like a person tied in a chair, and then and then someone else like questioning them the whole time, like in this kind of like cat and mouse, this like psychological game. I thought this was pretty like solidly in that tradition, but taking. Uh, a different spin on it. Um, definitely engrossing. Second hour and 44 minutes. And this is VOD right now. You can rent it or it's on like every free site. Both movies this week are, are on. It's on Tubi. Oh yeah, it's on Tubi. It's on Voodoo with ads. It's on everything. Um, easy one to see. I liked it. Um, I liked the other movie we're going to talk about more. I thought this was a little stylized for me. Um, when you they start talking about like bootleg MP3s and stuff. Um I don't know. Also, She's like, f- oh, I couldn't go to this concert. And he's like, I got an MP3 of it. It's also, like, okay. uh, Haley is 14 in this, which... And Elliot Page was 17. Yeah, that was a little creepy, even like, I don't know, just the fact that this is supposed to be like a 14-year-old. Maybe maybe the character is older. Maybe she was lying about being 14, of course, I guess. But um, I don't know, like this guy meeting a 14-year-old at a coffee shop. It was just so, it was so oogie, the setup that... It's kind of hard to uh, to really invest in initially, but and I think that's what makes you a good person, Trent, where you couldn't imagine ever trying to I meet couldn't. up with a fourteen. Yeah, I, mean, it's just, uh, I know. <laughs> a, I was like, that makes oh. you a not pedophile. I mean, at least and I think that's 16, good. Where Chris you know, Hansen well, comes okay. in the door. Well, now like, maybe Trent. backtrack a little bit. Maybe go back to not saying something about meeting up with a sixteen-year-old. Yeah, it, it was fine. I, I like this one. I think this is it's good. And like you said, Kevin, it does it does things that you might not expect. It flips the idea of who is the protagonist, who is the antagonist, you know, who is the malevolent. Um, you don't really know for sure. You think that the the guy Jeff is a creep, Patrick Wilson, but it's actually not clear for a lot of the movie. Like he hasn't done anything technically. And I mean, you know, obviously the movie starts out with Thong Girl fourteen. Mm. And yeah, Len, Lens, Lens Man, Man. three nineteen <laughs> in a chat room. It's, just, chat it's the names. classic. Yeah. It's the Thong classic. Girl fourteen. Like you are begging for Dateline <laughs> at that yeah, point. Chris Hansen's coming in. But here's the only. Here's here's a couple things. One, the reason that the only part that I had to suspend disbelief was the what you're talking about, Trent. The cafe scene. So it goes from the chat room to Patrick Wilson. And Elliot Page, Haley, and Jeff actually meeting up. At what point does nobody in that cafe? So, like, we're talking about Chris Hansen. Where the fuck was Chris Hansen at that cafe? That's when he should have busted in. Because the barista is like, this guy's like wiping chocolate off Dude, her lips. That's it's like, yes. And that's nobody. What, yes. So cringy. I know it was yes. 2005. I hate, but that nobody, whole, I hate that scene. Like, yes. nobody is like, hmm. That's what that's right away weird. I had a hard time because, and the way that scene is shot. The ultra stylized, like back and forth between their faces. Yeah, and he's wiping chocolate off her mouth in the middle of a coffee shop. Like it just was so weird. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Slade definitely probably has a lot of uh, music videos. I'm sure we talked about it. I, I in, like in the stylized parts though. I thought they were good for this. Like I liked it too. This is like a time capsule of this era of film, and a lot of movies had this kind of stylization. But I thought this one did it pretty well. Mm-hmm. And I think it was effective in making you feel uncomfortable. Because I think for the first, at least the first half, you want to, f- you're meant to feel uncomfortable in this specific way, like in a, ugh. 
like oh she's like saying these things about like him seeing her naked and then she like flashes him when she's like changing into the t-shirt like in the public restroom and it's just like uh, it's just honestly it's just so much harder for me to handle than the rest of the film it's rough stuff yeah it is it is well, I think the be. best the best lines of the movie, and one, like Trent, when you were saying, having a hard time, like, when she gives him the whole speech and flips the script and is like, I knew that your neighbor was at work. I knew that these people were on vacation. Mm-hmm. I know that every time I sent you something about gold frap or told you about some obscure indie band, you would have just enough time to look it up that was really funny the best mm-hmm. line of the best line of the movie is i fucking hate gold frap yeah <laughs> that was a funny way to bust someone i felt like in 2022 like wait a minute you didn't really know that you looked it up on the internet oh you like this band name four albums uh, okay me. you got me Zing. Uh, that's what everyone does now but back then it was back like then, a big yeah. espionage yeah it took a few minutes it wasn't as fast <laughs> yeah, yeah as exactly like, you didn't have your um, iphone oh yeah like, i liked them you know, Five minutes later, they are from Tulsa, Oklahoma. They formed in 2002. (laughs) Well, that was the other thing, too, is when I think when you kind of got a feel like maybe your wheels were turning to, oh, maybe he wasn't just like really interested in this specific person. Maybe he really is a pedophile is when she was like, I said the same things to you saying I was a 20 something year old, saying I was a 19 year old, saying I was an 18 year old, and you didn't say anything back, like you stopped the conversation. But as soon as I said I was 14, you kept talking to me the entire time. A pedophile, somebody who is interested in people who are prepubescent. So this would, this guy was kind of like straddling the line of pedophilia, you know, being interested in, in, inappropriately or criminally young girls, that's not, or, or people, it's not necessarily pedophilia until you get uh, prepubescent. I think there, there's a difference there. There's a term for it. Yeah, there's a different term there's for- There's a term for- People who are just like into teenagers or something. Like not, like you're in puberty, but you're not of age. Underage? Of consent. Let no, there's like an actual, di- other than pedophile, there's a different something file. Right. So now pedophilia has like subgenres. <sighs> I wasn't Can't trying to be just... pedantic. I just think there's a difference between. No, like, no, no. I, yeah, we no, don't yeah. want to offend the pedophiles, <laughs> so let's make sure we say the right term. <laughs> I, think, I just want to go on the record and say I'm anti-pedophile. I'm anti-both. Wow. Yeah, wow. yeah. I mean, I'm anti-both. I'm just saying they are two different things. Dude, you're gonna get canceled. Sure. They, there are two different things. But lest we forget that still a child is still a child. Of course, it might not be a pedophile under the pedophile umbrella. But a child is still a child. A child is under 18. A child is might be a teenager who, yes, they might be, quote unquote, promiscuous. Yes, they might be like exploring their hormones or whatever the fuck you want to say. They can't make educated decisions to have sex with a grown man. Well, even if they are 18, that doesn't make it okay for a much older person no. to prey on them. That, of course. Exactly. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, that goes without saying, I would hope. Yeah. So coming from someone who was preyed upon... By older people, I shouldn't have been let to make these decisions. It fuck, it was terrible no, to my course. psyche. I'm sure it's all bad. I would argue you're still preyed upon Thank by you. old people. I am. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so a lot of interesting things about this flick. One, they kept the budget to nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's because, not much. It looks really good for that. Because yeah. if it was under a million, the studio wouldn't be sticking their nose in. And right, in two thousand five, right. this was like you said, Trent. Nowadays, you, you think it didn't date well or age well, but 
in 2005, this was not commonly talked about subject matter, certainly not for right. a film that was going to get, you know, a wide festival release and potentially a theatrical release. From an early director, too. Yeah, and it, it did end up making uh, over $8 million, uh, at the box office. Um, speaking of cinematography, we've talked a lot about how the film looks, and, and Trent, you commented on, like, its music video. The cinematographer was a guy named Joe Willems who has a ton of music videos, but he also has a ton of blockbuster films, but he did the cinematography on his house. Oh, nice. Um, 2020. Yeah, filmed in just 18 days, mostly in sequence. And we've, you know, this has come up on the show a lot lately. Very little ADR. Almost all of the yeah, dialogue that. and stuff that you, wild. that you hear is them actually, you know, doing it. Uh, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is Patrick Wilson getting the gun from the bed. And they were trying to choreograph that. And he told them, just put the gun on the bed and I'll figure it out. So that was him actually improving uh, when he's tied, tied to the chair and he has to like wheel himself and wear yeah. through the gun on the bed and get it. Um, and then during the scene, uh, he actually passed out on the table. During the, uh, the attempted castration scene. Yes, d- during the scene. Uh, he actually uh, lost consciousness. So how come? Um, wow, because he's uh, an actor. It was wasn't. Like, nec- gonna, it wasn't the content of the out. scene. They actually didn't realize that they had tied his restraints too tight. Oh, um, so I'm uh-huh. guessing it was a blood flow situation. Nice. I actually uh, looked up castration for the first time uh, in related to the podcast because I wasn't really totally sure what the medical definition. What I would do to see your search history would be. <laughs> I, I promise you, it, you wouldn't. It wouldn't pay off that well. I tell you that. Um, I was. Yeah. I just was curious when you when you hear a castration. Like I don't know if that's like cut the whole. I thought it was the whole thing. No, no I thought it was no. the whole she, thing. And I was like, not. Yeah. So you can't. That's what she's talking about in the movie. She kind of talks about the procedure. Technically, when you castrate, you just take the testicles out, and that. Well then, what's the big problem? Because you don't get, you what's cannot the big get, idea? Because you don't get any hormone. Like you, you wouldn't be you able can't to get rate a boner? someone. You wouldn't physically. be able to get hard. No, you wouldn't be able to. It, it, it cuts all that off. So but you there's a. You could still get. A, you can't get a boner. No, but there's is really the, you know, the, the meat and potatoes of what we're talking about. The dick <laughs> is what you need to get rid of. Well, that's the method in the next movie. Yes, the, it's a little more. <laughs> this is a more clinical version. Yeah. Okay, so I did not know that. I thought that you could still get a little rexy no, when you when didn't you, have the two potatoes there. No, when you remove those, there's no action. Now, th- this is somewhat controversial, too, because some people favor this for, like, offenders, sexual offenders. But if the offense is not really necessarily about physical sex, then castrating wouldn't necessarily stop someone from, you know, victimizing someone in a weird sexual way. It doesn't mean sure. that they... Uh, just because they can't fully, you know. I would like to quote an exasperated cat saying, can we please have one goddamn week without sexual assault? Yeah, no kidding. I would like that. I hate you guys. Thanks a lot. Like, I just want to watch both. MASH bringing now because I'm house. so depressed. Yeah, I'm trying to have a few laughs. I got to... Oh, my God. Cat's got to make it all dark on us. Yeah, I'm, that's gory. what I'm here for. Yeah. Borderline You're material. welcome. Borderline. I'm going to give you a borderline in a second. This is oh, not what I signed God. up for. So I feel like for most of the film, there is that moment of being like, oh, she doesn't really know what she's doing. Oh, maybe she's just kind of on the seat of her pants kind you of don't situation. You for a while, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, she's kind of just like made a mistake or two and you don't really, you know, 
have full confidence in her. And then there's definitely a point towards the end where it takes a turn and you're like, oh shit, she's got it all figured out. And in that moment, you- Aaron. Huh? Aaron. Aaron? When she says Aaron. Oh, oh yeah. When she says yeah. Aaron, yes. that's yes. the point that's, where you're just like, wow. When you're like, oh, and in that moment, I was infinite. It was beautiful. <laughs> I was so happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, into, I'm into what we're watching now, which is the taser scene. Tase me, bro. Yeah, I thought that was a culmination, cat, of like a lot of reveals that are going on. This movie does like keep the questions coming and the reveals coming. You find out piece by piece more and more about each character, and you're never really sure each step of the way, 100% sure like if the things you're finding out about are true or not. There's a whole scene where, which I found a little weird, like he has a whole like big like coffee table and it's it's covered in loose rocks, like some kind of it's design. It's artsy. It's artsy. I thought that was like the floor. No, it was, it, was a coffee, like a it was a coffee table. table. Coffee table. You can't put anything table on there. It's covered oh. in loose rocks. Like, it's true. To me, that's the, per- the the first place somebody would look. Be like, oh, it's somebody would be like, oh, you got rocks all over your coffee table. They'd, they'd <laughs> grab the rocks and be like, oh, what's his safe doing here? And that was where he had his safe with his like secret stuff, which is still um, you don't most know. Of the movie, you don't really know. But the know. acting, Patrick Wilson's acting when she was trying to guess the. The code to the, the code, safe yeah. was so good. Yeah, like, he, was great. he was like, just you could tell when uh, she started to get closer. She was just guessing things, and she started getting closer, like hotter or whatever. And he, you, his whole expression changed, and he just like was so good at looking like a liar. Mm-hmm. I know one of us made the comments, um, I think before we got recording. About how, you know, do we know if she's really 14 or because she's so deceptive and like so, I guess, just clinical. I think she had a cover story. I think that was a cover story. She's a master manipulator. It's confirmed that during filming, Slade and and his co-writer, Brian Nelson, they did recommend, hey, why don't we have a reveal where we find out that she's not even 14? And it was Paige and Wilson. That actually said, no way, you just like just delegitimized, leave that kind of up to uh, the- delegitimized everything that we were just going for. Like in all of like all of our performances. So The next film in our Dictastrophe series is the 2007 banger Teeth, written and directed by Mitchell Lichtenstein. Nice name. Dawn is an average teen who is an active member of her high school chastity club. She lives at home with her uh, sick mother and stepdad and increasingly inappropriate stepbrother Brad. When she meets a fellow classmate that she's smitten over, hormones start to rage and nature starts to take its course. However, when the boy turns violent and non-consensual, Dawn suddenly learns that she is a living example of the vagina dentata myth. Vagina dentata. Dentata. 
and things take a grisly and bloody turn. Yes. It's from there that she uses this curse to fight back against any man who dare attempt to take advantage of her. Personally, I am pro-vagina dentata. I don't know about you guys. If I had my way, every vagina across the world would have beautiful set of teeth within it. That's just me. Uh, I think that would take care of every shitty penis and or finger or whatever across the land that dare enter something un- unasked, unaccounted for, unwanted. There would never be a, well, she wanted it or, well, she was asking for it situation ever again because the vagina dentata knows. I loved this movie when I first saw it when I was a teenager and I love it more now. Um, I am always team you get what you deserve. And while uh, these men might not think that they're in that category, um, this over-exaggeration of uh, consequences tells whoever watches it that, yes, you are a rapist. I love this movie so much. I have been preaching the gospel of teeth since I saw it back when it came out, 2007, 2008, and I haven't seen it since. I've actually thought about it. Uh, as we do these episodes, I've thought about times when I could bring up teeth and try to get that into the mix because I, it made such an impression on me, a dental impression. Uh, oh. And I have, but I haven't seen it since. And so I was so excited, Kat, when you mentioned this. And then I watched it again and I was like, this movie is better than I remember it. This is one of my favorite horror movies. I think it's one of the best yes. body horror movies. I yes. think it's one of the best like of, of its genre. I think it's what Jennifer's body wishes it could be. As much as I like Jennifer's body, Snap. this is really what you were going for, and I don't think you hit this. It's so good in every way. The cold open right away, like, oh my God. Yeah. This movie is off the rails. It's way more off the rails than I remembered just from the cold open. And then it goes into the um, the prayer, uh, the promise ring. All these kids in the in the Christian group the Christianity, like, um, virgin promise group. Um, this is also on all the free sites, voodoo free, to be free anywhere, or you can rent it. I couldn't recommend any movie more. I think everybody absolutely nailed this. Um, Jessica, is it Wexler? Jessica Wexler? Wexler? Wexler. Amazing in this. She was about 25 when this was made, and the the director, um, Mitch, uh, you said- Lichtenstein? Lichtenstein. That guy was 50 years old when he made Teeth, and this was his um, debut- feature film as a director i just thought that um wexler got it so good i think this is a tough role to do especially for a young actor or actress like if you don't nail this tonally it it's such a weird kind of tone she just is so good she totally gets what's going on um super impressive performance just everything about this it goes further than you would ever expect way further than hard candy there are dogs eating dicks. There are mm. severed dicks dropping all over the place. Crabs, crabs. Um, oh, the pinch. I love this movie. Um, I love this movie, too. I, I feel like Teeth is a wholly original movie. It's like a, uh, one of the great elevated independent horror movies yes. that came out around yeah, this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it reminds me a little bit of It Follows. Yes, and definitely. There's like some continuity stuff. Like she meets a guy at a bonfire party at night and was like i need to ride home and gets in his car and then it's daylight it's like really yeah confusing. i think that's because the christian dance is at like noon 
that I thought that was weird too. Like <laughs> yeah. they leave the dance. I think you and just it, think that the party is at night. It's not even like it's early dark. evening. It's dark though. <laughs> it's dark though. Um, I think that was just inside the place. It was dark. I thought the arc of the main character was very similar to Raw, one of my favorite uh, yep. French extremity movies. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, I, I like the the Latin link between uh, the 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 last movie. There was the uh, Carpe Omnius, right? Uh, which was Take It All, right? And this one, there was the Vagina Dentata, and I liked how they incorporated like folk horror into this a little bit with having like some sort of like backstory like the thing you have to go to the library and you have to research and you have to get the book and all that i like that that part of it i didn't think of raw but i thought when i was watching this i thought this is like a french there's something very french about it to me similar to raw i didn't make the direct connection there well we're not talking about the fact that this is a comedy yeah it's hilarious Mm -hmm. so far we've made it sound like very serious which there are obviously Liechtenstein is dealing with like very very, tongue-in-cheek very serious topics here but this movie is fucking hilarious, mm-hmm. and I yeah. think Trent, where it's such a tough tone, where yeah. Don, uh, Jess Wexler or Wexler's performance, why she's so perfect is she literally plays like comedy, and, yeah. and it's so on the. There's so many scenes on the line where she's like playing innocent, exactly, but like goofy. Yeah. I mean, there yeah. are scenes in this like like she's we're watching it now, and you talked about like the promise. Whatever, like, Christian club she's in, yeah, yeah, it's like the Christian version of, um, what's the movie I'm thinking of here? Legally Blonde. Yeah. She's, like, Reese, like, approaching yeah, yeah. Reese Witherspoon performance, yeah, like, yeah. from, from Le- Legally Blonde. I got, times. like, Donnie Darko vibes. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's fair, too. She even has the voice, like, just her voice, she sounds like she would belong to a Christian prude group. Like, that's just, like, her manner. <laughs> It's so yeah. believable. But even when like the like shit starts going down, like the way that she internalizes it and like manages it, yeah, uh, is amazing. Uh, and Dave, like to your point, like the folk horror and stuff, I love that they like try to legitimize that with doctors and people being like, "Oh my god, it does exist." Yeah. And even that's comedic. Like, <laughs> I think my favorite scene in the entire film is the gynecologist scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, oh, man. That That's is probably the best. Scene. So uh, good. It's so, but it's it's played so on the line. And yeah. Kat, I've yeah. never been to a gynecologist, yeah. I, obviously. I have some thoughts, yeah. I'm sure you do. Uh, I'll turn it over <laughs> to you. Uh, because for me, I thought they played that like, like and, and again, having not experienced it, I thought mm-hmm. that was the scene where they rode creepy and comedy like yes. to perfection and her performance in that scene mm-hmm. is is amazing so i was gonna say the same thing is that that was one of my favorite scene scenes of the movie because it starts out like worst case scenario when you're at the fucking gynecologist so obviously you guys don't know what it's like you're fucking laid back the scooch scene when he's like oh scooch 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 i know I've i know been that there. that's real having never been there been i know there that must be when real. i'm like i'm as far down as i could possibly go they're like scooch <laughs> scooch i'm like no <laughs> like don't look and then you get your legs up in the stirrup you're it's just like the most vulnerable position that you could think of it starts out very normal where he's like scooch scooch you're like oh it's funny and then it turns to that weird invasion of everything not even privacy just like worst nightmare situation when he absolutely violates her 
And it's just like everyone's worst nightmare that they could experience in the gynecologist chair. But then it takes that fucking turn when he gets stuck and he's like, ah! and it, they spend like a minute of him trying to Way get out. Way too long. Like, and yeah. All Way like too flailing. Long. And then she just like runs out and he's like, Vagina Dentata! And he's like, yeah. And she's just like running out in her fucking robe. So oh it was just like God, a perfect so scene for this movie. So good. I wasn't ready for the lube, honestly. In that scene, like, as I didn't remember that. I was like, I was oh like, my God, this is going so I wanted far. to throw up. I wanted to throw up as soon Ugh. as he took off the glove. Once I was with a girl and uh, we went to the doctor and the thing that they put inside, it's Speculum. like a metal thing Speculum. and it's like opens up like an umbrella mm-hmm. inside you or whatever. Yes. She stole that thing. I'm sorry. What? She stole that thing. Why? From the doctor. How many vaginas I have no has idea. that been inside? I have no idea what uh, her intentions were with this, but it happened. Most of what I know about this stuff, I know from Dead Ringers, the David Cronenberg right. movie. Right. <laughs> Got ecology. Uh, I love the um, the smokestacks they keep showing in this. I thought that was so weird and cool. Like, oh, it yeah. keeps cutting to these two big smokestacks that are like in the middle of the town. So apparently they're out, like, in a nuclear power plant yeah that was do you think weird. i was actually going to bring that up do you think that that has something to do with her abnormality? yes abnormality yes. i didn't connect that but i guess uh, yeah so. I, th- I thought the whole time that that was the hint that was it right Huh. I, I think you thought so. that the whole time. I, I couldn't find anything where it was confirmed nor no, denied. I did, I did, that didn't There's even not. You can't me. find a lot about this movie. Like this was literally just like yeah, thrown yeah. out there in 2007. Because those those two things are like the first things that you see. They like pan over to them and focus on them for a few seconds, and then wow. pan down to the two kids in the swimming pool. That cold it's like open. The Simpsons. The cold open that I, I think Trent you talked about, and. Oh. That, that cold and the way it comes just, full circle. What the heck? Dawn, uh, Jess Wexler's character, our main character, and her fucking stepbrother, Brad. Literally the most... And this is 2007, so like, were we in like the height of like new metal or some shit? I yes. thought we were His tattoos it. are perfect for the I role. Thought we Tribal tattoos. Oh, I would my, say yeah, we're on yeah. the end. I'd say the tail end. I of, think that's of some of the comedy. My favorite part is though. when the mother is in the bathroom... And he's just boning his girl in the other room and has no idea that the mother's... Uh, he can only have anal sex because he's traumatized Butt by sex only. his experience <laughs> with his stepsister when they were toddlers. Genius. Yeah. Is, is that he a, found so, out about the dentata. That's the first scene. It's so bizarre. Is it his girlfriend? That's or, his girlfriend. Melanie is uh, Brad's girlfriend. Are you sure? Because like, I know they, they show them like having sex. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, did you like that? And she's like, no, I have a perfectly good pussy. That's because, right, because he was having sex in the butt. No, I know. And he will only do that. Yeah. But then she's like putting her clothes back on. She's like, plenty of other guys find it like perfectly fine or whatever. I, yeah, I think that was just a wee bang kind of a situation. Yeah, maybe maybe it, maybe it wasn't a girlfriend, but she was there. They're she was like official. a character in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but that, I mean, that honestly, like. That it's such a fleeting moment. Like, I almost feel like he could have left that line out that Melanie spoke, mm. and it would have even been like funnier. I never really. It never occurred to me, but I I was watching a couple interviews with um, Jess Wexler and um, and the director uh, Lichtenstein, as you guys say, um, and they they both referred to this idea of a uh, superhero origin story, like she's Peter Parker. 
after the spider bite or something like that or batman after the well like she's like kind of the story of discovering this bizarre power Mm -hmm. and you know what can be done with it the one thing i thought was kind of weird about that though is uh you know by the end of the movie she's discovered that she has this like this power and she can like you know bite guys dicks off and and make guys pay for their crimes you know she can kind of like be a crime fighter but it's the only crime fighter she has to have a full vaginal intercourse sex to punish them that seems like kind of a weird like uh yeah sure she can punish them but she has to have sex with them first like at the end when with the old guy like is it really that great of a power if you have to let an old guy molest you before well, you can punish it's like you the evil it? like, dead when it, ash's <laughs> arm is gone and he puts a chainsaw there it just becomes an extension of himself Right, but it's a pretty intimate extension. I don't know. I, I just was yeah. curious if, well, like, if like, um, vengeance is all important. I, I, That's you know, what just it thinking is. about this in relation to like Jennifer's body or mm-hmm. in comparison, I Where think she that, can like, just. I don't think that idea would have passed in the writing of Jennifer's body. That to execute the revenge on the guy, she has to have a uh, full sex first. Well, yeah. you talk. You talk about. Um, I saw that interview. And it made me revisit that final scene. And I just like fantasized that that old guy is like driving her to like meet up with the X Men. <laughs> and she's going to be like, hey, Wolverine. Logan. Hey, Shadow. Yeah, hey, yeah. hey, everybody. And they're like, what's your power? She's like, well, like, just well after wait. I let this guy molest me, I can bite his finger off. That doesn't well, seem like I that mean, great of a power. I do think in this moment she's absolutely taking one for the team kind of a situation that seems to be the job which, but also all it takes is one know. thrust and then yeah chomp. but still all, all yeah. these chomp. movies the saddest part is that there's there's no end they're exactly. like there's right. so many sex That's offenders out there says. right well and even the, the final scene in this like she thinks she's being taken away you know she's obviously running away because they're gonna catch on exactly mm-hmm. what happened to these people that that her vagina dentata has done things to mm-hmm. and then I love the last scene where like I was waiting for her to break the fourth wall. Like it's again, it's another very long drawn out shot and you can tell that she's looking at that old guy that's like he does the tongue thing that is so creepy. Yeah, it's great. so but I'm like I I wanted her to look directly into the camera and she never does. Mm. Well, this is like a dick bite festival. You know, I love movies the with dick, dick bites. I think it. that's a big part of the horror. Dong we've we've seen it. a lot of dick bites <sighs> in movies before. It's true. We've never seen so many dick bites by a vagina. You're welcome. This is the greatest vagina dick bite movie of all time. I would say. No question about absolutely, it. It's the only for sure. one. So it, yeah. Most Do you think a bites. sequel to this movie would be with braces? I think the point we're talking about, like all these men are, you know, seemingly innocent, like Toby is seemingly innocent. We've in the news, you know, in the past, however, however many decades, everyone is seemingly innocent. Everyone is saying, oh, well, you know, we were both drunk or, oh, she was asking for it. Oh, well, but so there's that very blurred line of I didn't do anything wrong. I so I feel like this kind of just took that was like, go fuck yourself. I'm biting your dick off kind of a situation. I appreciated that. Fucking take no prisoners, bite every dick off, whether or not they have an explanation for what they did or not. Just bite the dicks off. Uh, the stepdad. The stepdad was like the hero of this movie among the men. Yeah, he, he was, was like um, the only pure character. He was going to throw his own son out of the house. Yeah, I liked, he was a nice stepdad. Twin Peaks guy. I thought the evolution speech was a nice touch. There's a, a one point where 
um, Dawn is walking into class late, and the teacher is like, she's giving a speech about uh, rattlesnakes, but it's basically an evolution speech. Mm-hmm. I thought like contrasting with the Christian group that Dawn and Toby are in, it's basically like you know evolution in school, and she's kind of like telling the kids that you know there there is a uh, an evolutionary design to all of this. Well, vagina dentata is a legit folktale. Here we go. It's Let's different go. in all the regions. No, I'm not going to go down a rabbit hole. I'm, I'm please saying, do, please do, sir. Go, go ahead and look it up yourself if you want to. Vagina hole. Ew. Oh my god. It's oh. it's a it's a classic. It's a classic one where every region sort of uses it a little bit differently, and it's just a cautionary tale. It's just it's no different than Christianity. I mean, you know, I, I don't thinking- think we've delved enough into like the religious aspects of this film, and I think that. I think that what Lichtenstein is calling out is like hardcore, you know, right wing Christianity. Uh, we don't have time for that. Well, that's, but, that's kind of like I, I do. That want, is that I, is the subtext because the reason one the basic idea is that um, Dawn is so afraid of her own sexuality, she doesn't even know what a vagina is. She has to like remove the. The censored version of her textbook. Her textbook. Oh, her, that's like, hilarious! That her health scene... class textbook. They have a picture of the inside of um, uh, a penis, but they don't have the vagina is plastered over like they're in like Texas or some like conservative state or something like that would have like some sort of censorship in the textbook, and she has to like put it in water and peel the 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 censorship label off just to see a diagram, a medical diagram of vagina. So she th- that's kind of the idea is that. She's so she's in such a repressive culture that she doesn't even know basic things about her own physical body because of that sort of repression, and that sort of leads into the yeah. dentata. And then <laughs> during that whole scene, the teacher, you know, everyone's like, "How come we can't see the vagina in this tech, but we can see the penis?" And the the teacher says something. He's like, "Oh, you know." You don't need to know, or like we'll never know why we can't. But then see Dawn that. has a reason. But then Dawn is like, yeah. uh, "What'd she say? Uh, girls have a natural modesty." Yeah, <laughs> and it's just that moment where it's like, "That's what growing up in like a quote unquote Christian household it was a fucking nightmare." It's like that specific thing where I wasn't allowed to hang out with boys when I was by myself. I wasn't allowed to do this, this, and this because who kn- I might let some unnatural unmodesty bestow itself upon my immodesty sure yeah well i i would just like to applaud this movie for like having dicks in it in the first place so many dicks almost because now really now you like watch movies all the time there's so many dicks dicks have now surpassed the vagina in exposure in movies one of the many nice touches that i appreciated in this movie is when Dawn, the pure promise ring Christian Dawn, when she's fantasizing about Toby, it has to be a wedding day fantasy yeah. because she's right. so ingrained that she's not going to have sex until marriage. So when she has a sexual fantasy, as she's like, you know, getting after herself, as they say, uh, in her fantasy, it has to be like That's after, they after her wedding I day. What they say. Like Toby is uh, <laughs> lifting the veil and she's got her wedding dress on and, and on the night table is a, like a, a vase of roses and champagne, all this stuff. Like uh, her fantasy must be post wedding. Right. I hate to make this confession to you guys, but oh, um, I love it. I have had premarital sex. Mm. Well, it's even worse. I've had post marital sex. Ooh, gross. Twice. Ooh. <laughs> um, I would also like to just say 
keep this in or not, virginity is a societal construct. <laughs> it is. Okay? Like the Virgin Mary and shit, that's Who fucking bullshit. gives a shit? You that's could bullshit. break a hymen falling down. It's a complete fucking construct built sure. by man, whether sure. or not to find out if their woman was pure, and it's a whole fucking thing, and I hate it. The whole, yeah. the whole thing with all the virgins really that are like... Lined really, up. Yeah. Like ready the, for you. Well, no, like the Virgin Mary and oh, like the... The Saint of uh, Guadalupe, Virgin uh, Rum, yeah, yeah it's Madonna just and Child, <laughs> but you know it's just all like based around virginity. It's like yeah. the ultimate slut shaming, the original OG slut shaming. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm a slut, so I'm allowed to say it. Same, Same. I'll say it. We're yeah. all sluts here. I think. I will say we talk about how her superpower, while being. Like Trent said, you have to be basically put into this terrible position to yeah. use your superpower. Yeah. I love the fact that the gas station that they pull into in the very last scene, did you notice the name of it? No. I'm sure like most women experience, the name of the gas station was Super Quick. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh that's kind of a stretch. <laughs>